This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Do you have two or more dogs? If so, have you noticed what works for one dog might not work for the other? One dog, you could look at funny and they hide under the couch, while the other dog just looks funny back. Molly was not a huge treat dog and was not very motivated by food, where Oz would do just about anything for a doggy biscuit. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that deciphers those totally different dogs so that you understand why they behave so differently. I'm Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviorist to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, we are Dog, dog lovers. lovers. Dave and Judy, you made it back for another show. Yay! Free beer helps. <laughs> no breakfast, just free beer. Yes, Dave and Judy are here, and as I as I have. I think they've had multiple dogs in their homes because I've had multiple dogs in my homes for many years. And uh, you have had multiple dogs in your home, right? We have. It, we had three dogs at one point. And a cat. And a cat. All at one time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Well, good. Well, there's a common thought that goes along with many dog owners as they get that second or third dog. Well, they thought that it would be well-behaved just like that previous dog especially if the first dog is sweet and loving, or that if they did get a second dog, it would be a companion for the first dog and keep it company. Let's throw this into our recipe and see what it creates right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. So... You guys said yes to having multiple dogs. So what was your reasoning for getting a second dog? 
Well, we always wanted the dog to train the other, the new dog. So we'd have an elder one, a middle one, and then a puppy. And they would always kind of train each other. We trained the first dog, um, which didn't really work out. He was pretty dumb. But um, the second second and third dog were just stellar dogs. And we have the third dog. So what does a dumb dog train the smart dog to do? He wasn't dumb. He was just stubborn. He was dumb. Okay. (laughs) So the second dog was probably the smartest dog we've ever had. Smarter yeah. than spouses. Oh, 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 we just got the bird. No. So our first dog, um, at the time we had all three, Samson probably was nine. Sophie was five, four, five. And Sunshine was just a puppy. And they're all Labradors. Um, Samson, obviously, a male. The other two are the females. Um, and our middle one was very intelligent. We took both Samson and Sophia to training. And Sophie, I think, got the blue ribbon in the, in the class because she just she just got everything right away. She loved people. Samson's stubborn. Um, you know, the trainer had to be pretty aggressive with him for him to pay attention. But, boy, he did every command that the trainer wanted to yeah. do any, <laughs> right. any, any commands for us. But uh, yeah. And so it was interesting with, with the middle dog, Sophia, um, very smart, very, uh, you know, off leash, not a runner. She would uh, great with people. And then we got uh, sunshine and we really thought, Hey, Sophie's going to train sunshine. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's interesting because I have two um, clients, two different clients and both of them have older dogs that they had and they got a puppy. They brought in a new dog. And they're very different. Now, the one client, I actually trained with him and his older dog, Jasper. So I, or JD was the older dog. And the new dog is Jasper. And so I trained um, the older dog with him. And then he called me to train with Jasper as well. And Jasper is a spitfire where JD was always kind of laid back, relaxed, you know, whatever. And Jasper is a spitfire, man. This dog is taking over their life. I mean, it's great. And just fun to, you know, deal with. They're both uh, miniature schnauzers. Well, this other client, um, which the irony is, is that she actually called him as a reference. So that was kind of cool. Um, she has uh, these two dogs and she was telling me where the puppy is getting all the bad habits of the older dog. So this, the older dog had all these bad habits. So she brought this puppy in and the puppy's picking up on all these bad habits like barking and things like that. Um, there's some other behaviors that are going on that we're in there for. Um, and, but it's really interesting to see how, yes, dogs do do that. And that is, you know, a, a lot of times where I said earlier, you know, people get another dog because that first dog was so amazing and so fun. They think, oh man, we could have another dog and this dog's going to teach the other dog to be that way. And then you get the spitfire, you know. And that that's- wasn't the case with us. So our first dog, Samson, was not a really good dog. He was... um just stubborn as heck, well, but we just always dog. wanted, no, but it didn't make us get another dog because it, we right. loved him. I mean, we loved him, but we just wanted our family to expand with animals. We loved dogs and we had a house, a big house and a big yard. And So did the cat teach the dogs anything? Well, the cat just appeared on our driveway one day. Yeah. Our, our son Shane found the cat underneath, um, car. underneath the car. There's two kittens. And the interesting thing is uh, Luna was a black cat was 
Kitten at the same time, Sunshine, who's now 12, was a puppy. So they grew up together and they were best buddies and they slept together. They played together. Um, and so they were big parts of each other's lives. But we lived in Southern California where coyotes are pre- prevalent and the cat learned quickly how to use the doggy door. So, so yeah. you're telling me a coyote story? We don't need to hear this, oh, Judy. She disappeared. The cat disappeared. We're assuming <laughs> a coyote got the cat. Well, anyway. And we won't say anything about the bell that was around the cat's neck. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> Judy put the Giant collar because she didn't want. Did you ever hear a coyote running down the street and it sounded like a no. bell? We uh, think somebody just picked it's her like up. The, the, uh, it's like the, um, what's the, uh, uh, Peter Pan where the clo- the alligator eats the clock. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So why are we even talking about this? Let's get so back to the So you showed me dogs. some uh, pictures of Sunshine yes. and Luna, and yeah. they were gorgeous. Yeah. And, and Sunshine was so young in those pictures. It was often awesome. Um, so that's the thing. Like, so I, I have always had, I've always said I was, I wanted when uh, Oz became a single dog because Molly passed. And so I wanted um, uh, Oz to live out his life as a single dog. And then I wasn't going to get another dog. And then of course my destiny is always to have another dog. And then Bean showed up and um, I'm so very glad that that happened, but Beans terrorizes Oz, you know I mean? The personality is very different of Beans and Oz, but, and Oz I think knows that Beans is a pretty hyper and tolerates her. Um, but with our Samson, or I'm sorry, with our Sophie and Sunshine, I really do think um, Sophie taught as a puppy Sunshine some really good traits. Behavioral. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is Sophie was very outgoing with people, loved kids. Sunshine is very shy, and so she's not really into the kids. She never really grew out of that. Um, but I do believe that the middle dog taught her a lot of just the traits of walking off leash and paying attention and, and such. Yeah. And I mainly know, um, because of age, you know, sunshine being 12, Oz being 14, going on 15 beans being two, um, that, um, you know, their personalities are seemingly very different. And, but it was interesting. Like when we came in, uh, when you guys drove up today, I was out in the backyard, so I just waited till you got in the house before I let the dogs in, and how excited Beans was to see him. And even Sunshine showed a little excitement, you know? Um, but one of the things that I've noticed, especially with Beans, and, and you remember um, walking in the park, and this couple had a dog, and they tried to let Beans and, and that dog, and Beans actually went after the dog a little bit, um, even though the other dog was trying to be playful and, and all in her face and stuff. And I thought about that later, and I realized, you know, I mean, what she's used to being around is this Oz who lets her terrorize him, who lets her do all this, and he has... You know, yeah, no aggression, but but also he's very laid back. Like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't play with her like that or anything. And so for her to see this other dog being almost aggressive in its play freaked her out, you know, because she's used to being the one to jump on, you know, Oz and he lets her get away with that. Well, and let's clarify when you say terrorize, it's really cute, (laughs) right? So Beans is going to basically sit on Oz's head. Right, right. Lick his mouth, whatever. So it's it's always a nice play, but terrorize. It was, it was interesting. So we were in Centennial Park, and you had met with Karen, who I know is a listener. She said so, and her beagle Patty. Yeah. Um. And one of the one of the questions I think that she had because as 
training Patty to be calm around other dogs was, should she be around other dogs or do play dates? I think I'm for that because I do think dogs learn from dogs. But what's your thoughts on that? Well, and we've talked about this many times where we talk about going to the dog park. And I think that that is a time for a dog to socialize and do those things. I also tell people in a situation like her to be very careful because what happens is, is if you are not in a normal situation where you have dogs around you all the time. Like in my house, people come and go and they know they can bring their dogs. I mean, you never question whether or not you can bring your dog to my house when you're coming to my house for anything because you know you can bring your dogs. That's what I do. It's where... So Beans has to learn to be around those dogs. So for me to go to a park or to do something like that is very... um, uh, helpful because she's going to learn how to be around different dogs and adjust to those situations, which I don't know if you guys listened to it, but I did a, um, a podcast just recently called Play Dog Play. And it was very much about that, like learning to play, why dogs play the way they do and learning um, these social situations and how to um, you know, be in those situations. But if your life is in a way that you don't have people at your house and you don't have other dogs, um, I would look that like almost to the uh, source of Oz where if I didn't have people around, I would not socialize him very much because um, in the in his case, he could be so aggressive to other dogs that if I was in a situation where dogs were not a part of my life, he would he would not adjust well to that. I mean, I guess the dog has to be ready to go to the dog park, and maybe that's what the play dog play was about. And so that was the thing with Karen and Patty is probably at the right time bringing Patty to the dog park or even just socialize with a neighbor's dog to get used to that. Yeah, and and, and absolutely. And Patty needs to get used to it. I mean, not Patty, but um, Karen needs to get used to it as well Um, because uh, there's a lot of energy that goes on with that if you're not really sure what your dog's going to do or how your dog's going to respond. So what those little situations like what and the reason we were at the park if you remember was so she would learn how to well so karen would learn how to respond in those social situations so that she would learn how to um know how to behave when her dog acted or reacted in a certain way which patty was all over the board i mean there were some times where patty would kind of lunge at another dog and then there were some times where patty didn't even pay attention to the dog so in that case and in my training it's up to me to show her in that moment how she's supposed to respond if she wants patty to behave in a certain or specific way where with me like with beans i in that situation i didn't care that she did that. I didn't care that she behaved that way. Um, but I do know that I would want to work on that so that she understands that she can't be that way with other playful dogs. It's interesting with Sunshine, and I'm sure this is probably for a lot of the owners that listen and their dogs. She reacts differently, and we know this, to different dogs. She doesn't like bigger dogs. She loves puppies or smaller dogs. And so she's the nicest dog in the world and then when with smaller dogs or puppies and it almost seems like dogs know when a puppy's a puppy and they kind of cut them some slack oh yeah sunshine does but with big dogs we don't even approach well, anymore. it was interesting because when we were at uh, blackstone the other day that um that little puppy came over and she was wagging and she was happy to see the little puppy but then when those uh huskies and all those other yeah. now 
what I've seen with her too is that she's reactive to that high energy, right? And yes, a puppy has a different type of energy. Um, but when those big dogs and they were all together, she got very reactive to that. Like she barked at them um, a couple times uh, in while we were there. But it was n- not like she was going after them or anything, but she did react to No, but the, the owner the had them on like around the waist on a long leash and they, the owner wasn't really controlling the dogs. I know, That's, but yeah. it was about Sunshine's reaction. I know. Okay. I know. It wasn't about it wasn't about the So this owner. podcast is actually about <laughs> dogs and having another dog. Having a second dog in your home and, and I'm understand. A propon- I'm a proponent of that because yeah. I do think dogs learn from as long as long as you have the ability to have two dogs and you can pay the right attention to them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And thanks for getting us back on track because the other point that I wanted to make um, was that in a situation where you have another dog, you can't just depend on that. You still have to be the owner and the leader of that pack. They have to look at you. What I've found with people that get multiple dogs is sometimes the dogs become very dependent on each other and stop being dependent on their owners or on the people that are in the home. And so they tend to end up misbehaving because the owner hasn't taken a role as the leader in that in that situation. Um, I'm in a, a, a client situation now where they have three dogs and the dogs have become, did become very dependent on each other. And then some, there was an incident or something happened and one of the dogs became aggressive toward the other two dogs. Now, in this situation, their age has a lot to do with that. Um, but through the process of this, the owners have never taken that role. So I'm creating it that they start to take that leadership role with the dogs so that the dogs can learn to be together. Is it going to be something that um, is going to be very successful? And in the end, all the dogs are going to be, you know, beautiful and loving and enjoy being with each other. It really depends on how much the owner wants to put into the um, session, but it can be if an owner takes that role and, you know, shows the dog that they each have their role as well. So if you have multiple dogs and you have a multiple person household, so you're married or you have kids or such, is there a way that you help people understand how to be the pack leader or is the husband and the wife or the partner, are they both pack leaders? Is there anything that they need to do with the dog so that the dog just doesn't look to one person and then dismiss the other one? That's a very important question, and thank you. Um, So dogs look at those packs very differently. They're social creatures just like we are, and um, that determines their their place in that pack or in that family determines what their job is. And they do depend on each other to do their job. So in a social situation, we all have jobs to do. We need to do those jobs. And, and the better you do your job, the more that you are a part of that society or that, you know, um, social um, part, aspect. A dog looks at it differently, though. So, in a dog, they live in what we call a hierarchy. And in a hierarchy, there is every stage. Now, humans look at hierarchies sort of different because in a human hierarchy, there can be equals. There is no equal in a dog hierarchy. And this is the way that I teach and train, you know, do I know this for a fact? 
no, but I've been seeing this for so long that I kind of understand that. So, for example, right now in this room, we have three dogs and three people. So, in your dog's and my dog's eyes, there is a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, and a six, right? So, in this room, each dog is looking at each part of this social pack as a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five, and a six. So, who's number one? Depends on the dog. What does it depend on the dog? Because Oz probably sees you as a number one, and no, oh, no, I'm number one, totally. Me as number no, one. no, I'm number one. <laughs> oh well, Judy just showed me I'm number one. <laughs> uh, no, so for us, for Sunshine, uh, Dave's probably number one, and I'm number two. I don't know. Yeah, and that's it because you feed her. I know. It okay, so that's a that's, that's a very really good, good question, right? So. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Once a dog learns in the hierarchy who's number one is, typically the person that's the most consistent. So the mo- the one that, that lets them get away with stuff every now and again, the one that, uh, um, you know, kind of gets on them sometimes for something, but then lets them get away with it the next time, that's an inconsistency. But the person that's the most consistent in the process, and that's the truth, like what you guys said. So I, I don't know, you know, who would be number one or two in your your eyes, but yeah, she does definitely look to you guys. So one of you is definitely number one in her eyes and the other one's number two, which puts her at number three, which means she has a very specific role in your pack Mm -hmm. in what she does. And the same thing goes here, right? So number one, number two, number three, and I'm definitely number one in my pack. Oz is number two. So even though Beans does all the stuff and I talk about terrorize and whatever, it's because of the confidence that Oz has and because of his role, even though he's a senior dog, and there could be a time where she might vie for that, um, but because of that, she has a very specific role that she's supposed to do. It's interesting when we're here, and um, Oz, I'm not sure if you have pictures up on Facebook or anything, but is a uh, red healer, right? Mm-hmm. A cattle cattle dog? Yes. Uh, and, uh, don't sm- ask questions when I'm drinking beer. <laughs> and so, um, he's my favorite. I really like Oz. He's 14, and I just, great dog. But the interesting thing is at times when we have the pack of six here, this happened a couple <laughs> recordings ago where he and I were waiting to start the recording and he came in here and I think he was looking for a cookie, but he stared me down. And at that moment I was number three and he was number two. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. He did the, cause the eyes were like, uh, okay. he does that. He's actually done a couple times, done that to Tam as well. And, um, he's even where he's turned his head, like to mouth her. And he never does that with an intent of being aggressive or anything to people. Um, He's done that with dogs. Don't get me wrong. But with people, he never does that. But it can be taken that way. And I'll tell you, it's really interesting because I'm doing this whole thing on dog body language and facial cues and things like that um, for old friends, senior dog sanctuary. And how so many things can be misconstrued. As a matter of fact, there's one point where I have a dog uh, pictures of three dogs smiling and three dogs snarling, right? And so I take all those pictures and then I pull one picture from the dog smiling and one picture from the dog snarling and put them side by side. You can't tell which is which because there are so many things that could be misconstrued um, in their body language. And I, I think the same thing that happens with yeah. us, right? So we have different body languages that they look at and we could miss, like I remember in a long time ago, talking about how a smile is showing your teeth right. into a dog. That can be a very aggressive thing. 
But having multiple dogs, right, going back to that whole thing, having multiple dogs really does create a new dynamic, right? So in your household situation, I think it's great. You have um, two people and a dog. I have two dogs and a person, right? So it does create a whole different dynamic as well. Um, Has Beans learned things from Oz? Yes, I believe so. Does Beans have such an outgoing and different personality than Oz that... Definitely. That uh, I've really had to work with her on how she's supposed to behave and what she's supposed to do. Absolutely. So it really does come down to that as an owner, your dog needs to look to you, needs to know that you are the one that is the consistent that they need to look to and that they, they can be safe with and expect, um, you know, expect to live a happy and fun life. For my, you know, for my summary with multiple dogs, I've always, we've been successful with multiple dogs and they, they entertain each other a little bit. We're still part of the pack. And so we take everybody for walks right now. We only have the single dog and she's 12, which we were almost thinking about getting another puppy during COVID, but she was a little bit older. 12 is a little bit for us was a little bit too old and uh, it's going to be a sad day when we have no dogs, but It'll probably be for a short amount of time after we mourn, and we'll get one and maybe two. Samson. Sophie. Sophie. Sophia. Uh, Sophia. Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh. So a new one would be? Sarah. 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 Are they all S-dogs? They are. Awesome. Well, our son's Shane. Oh, Shane's? And Shane. Oh, you have Shane and Shane? We have two Shanes. That's, so the next one would be she, Seamus. Seamus. Oh, that's a good song. That's no, good the other thing is, though, I think um, Oz has really taken to sunshine. Oh, yeah. I Oz, mean, Oz is, could be cranky, but he's not. He's yeah. really good with sunshine. Once he accepts a dog, that dog's his for life. You know, that's part of his pack for life. Okay, so this has gotten a little bit long, so we're going to summarize and end it here. Thank you, guys. Can I do one shout-out before we end? Yeah, let's do it. So we were at Poncho and Lefty's the other day having lunch, and there's a gentleman behind us that had picked up a rescue dog yeah. from the pound, Yeah, and hopefully he's listening to the podcast, because I just thought it was really cool that he not only rescued the dog, but then I think he bought some gear, and he said hats yeah. and stuff from the pound just to help donate money. That's that's a dog lover. So yep. good job. And I will tell you, he that dog was very comfortable. And he said he'd only had that dog for about three and a half months, and that dog was doing very well in that situation. So um, it looked like they were doing a very good job. So all right. Today we talked about owning multiple dogs and the differences between them. You discovered that not every dog is created alike. You also learned that with patience and time, you can learn to deal with these multiple dog personalities. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, 
Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog. Cat? Dog. Did you say cat? <laughs>